What is up? You are listening to Music Industry Marketing with Matt Lillywhite. Hello. Um. So I'm here with Hilo right now. He's a producer. Um. Thank you for coming on. Um, sure. So just tell people about yourself. How did you get into music? Um. Okay. So I. Actually, when I was 12 years old, I used to listen a lot to David Guetta and Afrojack and Avicii and stuff like mm. that. Yeah. And I was kind of uh, tired of always waiting for them to release this new track. Or I mean, I just wanted to listen to more music, like the one that, that, that they used to produce. Mm. So uh, at some point, I just decided to do things myself. And that's how I got into producing, actually. Just because I wanted to do music myself, because I couldn't wait anymore for them to release stuff. <laughs> that's <laughs> fair enough. So obviously... Um, you just sort of aspired to be like them. You wanted to produce music and sort of do that for yourself. Did you want the fame or did you just want to do music because you love music? No, it was really just for the music because I really wanted yeah. more of that music because I always used to listen to the same tracks because, I mean, a producer doesn't release a track every week. Mm. And uh, I, was kind of, I think I was kind of tired of always listening to the same tracks, but, but at yeah. the same time I wanted to listen to more of that, awesome. just like different stuff. And yeah. I think that's why I started to produce because I wanted to do like those guys just like do this kind of music because I really loved listening to it. Mm. So when you are producing, is there a mindset that you get yourself into? Like how do you become prepared or do you just do it whenever? Um, actually, I think that you should not produce if you don't feel like like doing it because a lot of people get into a lot of um, pressure. I mean, they pressure themselves a lot and then they get into this... I mean, how do I explain this? Uh, and this creates some kind of stress. Yeah. And I think that it just blocks us from producing. So, I mean, if you don't feel like producing, just I think you should just take a break mm. and do something else, even if it takes you like one week, two weeks or a month. But if you feel like you have to produce, then for me, there's something wrong. You have to produce because exactly. you want to and you feel like doing it. Exactly. So, I mean, a lot of people have a passion for it, and one of the worst things is obviously writer's block, creative block, whatever you want to call it. Definitely. Because that definitely. can really sort of harm your career if you're producing music for the sake of producing. You want to do it because it's something you're passionate about. And um, I think that the writer's block kind of frightens producers, and yes. they tend to try to produce even more when they get that writer's block, and I think that's a really bad idea, actually. I agree. So for you, obviously, you aspire to be like David Guetta and other people. So how important is it for you to have big dreams? Uh, that's actually like one of the most important things as a producer, because uh, the music industry is really hard and it's really hard for the artists to like keep up with everything that's going on. Yeah. And uh, if you don't really have like a dream, uh, it's hard to keep on going because this dream kind of allows us to look at the bigger picture mm, and uh, okay. see that what we're doing right now is to get there. But I mean, you have to have a goal to get somewhere because if you're just like producing and you don't have any goals, at some point you'll just give up because it's it's really hard to listen to some some feedback that people give sometimes to your tracks, like yeah. tracks that you've spent hour, hours on and people are just like, yeah, no, I just don't like this. And then they you feel like your track is shit when it actually isn't. You just have to get better at some some things. But mm. to be able to like to kind of look at it that way, you really need to be focused on something else and yeah. not just like the 
this particular track, but like you have, really have to look at the bigger picture. Mm, definitely. So, what are your dreams? Like, do you have any that you're trying to achieve? Excuse me. Um, so you said that it's important to have big dreams, but what are mm-hmm. your dreams? Like, what do you want to do in the music industry? Actually, pretty simple things, but uh, just like being in a random shop and, and starting to listen to your songs, or uh, yeah. just like being in the car and starting to listen to your song on the radio. I think that that for me would be just like crazy. <laughs> and 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 to know that like people know my music, like in in other countries, and that they really like it. Mm. It's just awesome when you get that kind of feedback. Just like meeting, I would love to meet just some random guy from like I don't know Australia or the US or Mexico and just like hear him saying like yeah dude I really love your music I've been listening to it for I don't know how many times I mean it's just I don't know that kind of simple experiences that really feel so good for sure I think that's what I'm aiming at definitely so what has been your greatest moment so far um I've had a few but uh, I think that one of the best was really when I first released, like my first single is, is under my, my current project, Hilo, mm-hmm. uh, was when I got like my first thousand streams on SoundCloud because <laughs> when I first released it, I didn't know anything about the music industry. Yeah. So it was, it was really a shot in the dark. And I would never have, expect, have expected to have like 1,000 streams after a week. Wow. It was like a complete surprise and I was so happy about it. I can imagine. I think I think that was one of one of the, the best moments for me, really. Definitely. Um, well, to be honest, uh, one thousand plays in itself, when you think about it, can be pretty impressive. Like that's one thousand people listening to your music. Like if you put one thousand people in a room, it's a lot of people. Um, yeah, that's that's what I thought. I mean, when you don't have any experience, it, it just feels amazing to think that way. Like a thousand people, thousand different people listening to your music. It's just exactly. wow. It is impressive, and obviously, since then you've got a lot of YouTube plays, Spotify plays, and you're pretty successful so far. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that was actually one of the the second best things because this was the first one because I didn't realize what was going on. Mm. And then when I started the track, like gaining traction on on Spotify, and now we're almost at two million streams, it just felt like impossible. Just just didn't feel real <laughs> because this yeah seriously this was my first track and then just out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm almost at like two million streams and like one million views on YouTube. This this just, I mean, I did this in my room and now it got all of these views. It's just, yeah, it's unbelievable. That's absolutely crazy. Um, so you released a song recently. Um, yeah. Obviously, we've helped promote it on Spotify on Chill Your Mind. Um, how did that song come about? Like, how did you start the creative process of it? Actually, I was contacted. First of all, I wanted to thank Chiller Mind for the support on Spotify because I'm getting a lot of plays from that playlist, which is <laughs> awesome. No, seriously. And, uh, and yeah, basically, Adam and Justin just sent me this idea for the track, which was basically just like some piano version of the track with Adam singing. Yeah. And and I, I really like liked the track when I first heard it. And I was like, yeah, I could definitely do something out of this. So I just like took the track and just started all over again, just kept the vocals and, mm. and just the little flute that you can hear during the drop. And uh, and I just started building from there. But what was actually amazing is that the the track, as you, as you hear it now, it was basically done in two hours. So wow. I really felt inspired by the vocals and even the vocal chops on the drop just really came about like naturally, 
which is something that doesn't happen that often. That's one of the reasons that I released the track mm. is that I, I produced it just so naturally. You didn't have to think a lot on how I would do stuff or how I would approach the track or approach the drums or I don't know. It's just everything came yeah, so fast and so easy that it, I just felt like I had to release this. That's brilliant. How long does it take for you to normally make a track? Because you said that one was done in two hours, so I'm just curious. Um, it really depends because sometimes I really have to think on how I want to approach the track. I mean, if I really want it to be like some more of kind of a club thing or radio thing. Yeah. But uh, in average, I would say to have a clear idea, a clear uh, first draft of the track, I would say between three and four hours. That's pretty good. Um, Just to have a first draft. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's quite a creative process. It's a lot of uh, creating things, deleting it, and then sort of adjusting. So that's pretty awesome. Um, so this yeah. is a question that I ask at the end of all interviews. Um, so hypothetically, if the world was ending tomorrow, what legacy would you want people to remember you by? That's a hard one, but I think... Um... I mean, like almost like a lot of people, I would say that I would want people to remember me as the guy that helped doing something big. I mean, not not just in a small scale, yeah, but uh, like kind of that I did something that helped bringing people together. And mm. I think that for me right now, music is the best way. But who knows? Maybe I'll find another way of doing it. But for now, music for me is the way to go to do that, like for to sure. share a message like. that. Yeah, we should be all together, just having a party together, having fun together, helping each other. And if I can be remembered as someone that helped doing that, I would be like just so happy. I mean, like, yeah, literally. I respect that. Like, there's a lot of hate going on in the world. Obviously, I don't want to get into politics too much, but you've got the yeah. wars and stuff going on. You've got a lot of racism and whatever. And so I think sort of bringing everyone together through music, I think, is a truly wonderful thing. Yeah, that's awesome because I feel like, I mean, I was at Tomorrowland two years ago yeah. and uh, the experience was just amazing because I was expecting people to be more like, uh, not so friendly, but mm. just like each one of us like doing his own thing and listening to his own music. But um, but actually I was, this is just a quick story. I was on a wheelchair at the yeah. festival and you just realized how... Uh, the power of music because basically people always wanted to help us with my friend and just wanted to get to know his story and everything and I was just so surprised that people would feel so concerned about his disease that was just I mean that's when I actually realized the power of music because all these people were brought there together mm. because of music and now thanks to that it just allowed me to live like an amazing experience because you just see sure. how it can change people's mindset. I mean, this would never happen like here in Switzerland or anywhere else that I know. People would not just come out of nowhere trying to help you or trying to get to know the story of your friend. Mm. And there, I mean, everyone seemed to care and seemed to help and, and wanted to make him have a good time. And that, that was just, for me, was, was amazing. Exactly. Like, I think no matter what language you speak, a lot of people that I've met, we connect very sort of well, it, just through music, even if we can't understand each other properly, if they speak another language, you know, so I think it sort of just shows sort of how much people care and can be brought together through music. Um, so that story is really amazing, honestly. Thank you for sharing it. Sure, no problem. Um, so yeah, I'd just like to thank you for coming on and talking to me. Well, thank you for having me. No worries. 
Um, and yeah, so where can people find you if they want to listen to your music or talk to you? Uh, okay, so Facebook is the best way to talk to me. Okay. Uh, you can leave me a message on my page mm-hmm. uh, and I'll definitely answer in within a few hours. Mm-hmm. Um, SoundCloud as well, if you want to shoot me a message on SoundCloud, I mean, it's high low music everywhere. Yep. Uh, just like Facebook slash Hilo Music, uh, SoundCloud, the same SoundCloud slash Hilo Music. And then you can find me on Spotify if you want to listen to my music there, which would be great. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, you can follow me on Instagram as well. Awesome. Yeah, definitely uh, drop Hilo a follow when you listen to this podcast. And thank you for talking to me. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that was Music Industry Marketing with Matt Lillywhite. Um, I'd just like to use this outro of the podcast to literally just say that if you ever have any questions, feel free to hit me up on any of my social platforms. Uh, also, feel free to add me on my personal Facebook as well. And yeah, uh, keep hustling. <laughs>